And I want you to look at John chapter 4, verse, 20, verse 23. We're breaking in the middle. And um, it says, but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, now is the time to worship. Now is the time to worship. I don't know about you, but I believe that as people, we restrict or we compartmentalize certain events in life. The Bible is clear. There's a time for everything. There's a time to sing, and there's a time to mourn. There's a time to live, and there's a time to die. But I believe that even with what we're getting ready or what we're facing right now, I believe that our best response to a lockdown is worship. I believe that no matter what happens in your life, I think about James when he says, consider it all joy, joy, when you encounter various trials. In the context of trials, James tells us to have joy, to worship. I start putting it together and I realize that there's not really a perfect time to worship. But I believe that now is the time to worship. Worship is a way of life. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is not optional. In essence, God, when he created man, he created him in his image and likeness so that man would worship him. But I believe that many of us restrict our worship only on Sundays. I believe that only on certain special days we feel like we can worship. The question is, why is worship so important in a time like this? Because worship is how you get God's attention. Worship is how Job's testimony before God was so great that God recommended Job to Satan to say, look at him, you can test him because he's a true worshiper. Job, in the midst of his trials, when he lost everything in one day, he fell to his face, and he worshiped God. Moses, when he was at the burning bush, when he saw the burning bush, what did he do? He fell to his face. He knew he was standing on holy ground, and he worshiped. Worship is what we will be doing in heaven. So if you're not a worshiper today, or if you're having a hard time worshiping, I want to help somebody today to let you know that your worship should not be predicated upon your circumstance. 
Worship is how you can make sense of your circumstance. When you can't let yourself go and focus on God and read his word, you might as well just lift your hands and say, God, I'm just going to worship you. God, I'm just going to praise you. Can I tell you something? We were born to worship. We, we, we all worship someone or something. And watch this. So today I say to you right now, our response to this pandemic should be worship. Worship should be something you wake up doing. Worship should be something you do throughout the day. You know, every day you just lift your hands and say, God, I just worship you. God, I just thank you for all that you have done. Worship is an acknowledgement of who is in control of your life. But the enemy wants worship too. I told you that last week, last year, amen, in my series on the temptation of Jesus, that what Satan wants to do is bargain your worship. What Satan wants to do is give you options to worship. He wants to be a counterfeit to God, and he wants us to worship him also. Here's the thing. We're in competition with the music that's out here today. Satan is getting better and better and better. His music is getting more attractive to us. God is saying, I'm right here. I'm the creator of the world. And if you, if you know as much songs as you know about me, hello somebody, then you will realize that you can worship me. Amen. Satan wants worship. And I encourage you today to learn how to worship God. Are you with me? Jesus here is in a conversation with the woman from Samaria. This woman, from verses 1 to verse 18, Jesus dealt with her condition. She had a sin problem. She had a character problem. She had a conduct problem. But ultimately, Jesus dealt with her conversion. Jesus confronted her and the woman in her conversion, Jesus said to her in verse 17, to Jesus in verse 16, he said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman came to draw water from the well. She encountered the living Savior. She had no idea that, that, that this would turn into a worship session. She had no idea that she would have an encounter with the Lord who would change her life forever. Jesus said, go get your husband. Verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you're right. You've answered correctly. He said, I have no husband. Verse 18, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. So you can't worship if you're not truly converted. You can't worship. I understand why some people can't worship because they're not truly converted. Not only are they not truly converted, but they have not dealt with their character. They have not dealt with their sin issues. Sin stops you from worship. Sin keeps you quiet in worship. Sin makes you offended in worship. Come on, somebody. Because every time you walk into the church, here's what happens. You are in a worship session. 
from giving to preaching to everything. Jesus is the word of God, and here's the thing. Worship that is not born out of you hearing the word and receiving the word, watch this, is not true worship. The woman now is in a conversation that changes her worship. From verses 19, the woman said, sir, now notice she never addressed her issue, but she acknowledged it. Look at verse 19. The woman said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worship. Now, here's the thing. She starts the conversation about worship, but she talks about, I, I want to show you four different types of worship. It's not my point. It's just context. Amen. I got time. Watch this. She talked about her father's worshiping in this mountain. So it tells me that here's a girl who knew what was right. So there's ritual worship. Write it down, write it down, take notes. Ritual worship. She talked about my fathers used to worship in this mountain and you people. Now you got to remember there was an issue between the Samaritans and the Jews. Jesus is tearing down the wall of division. See, worship can do that. Worship can tear down division. Worship can tear down walls. Worship can remove barriers in your life that, that you have with other people. Worship will soften your heart where your enemies, you can love them as Jesus says love them. You can pray for them. You can feed them. You can offer them a glass of water. Are you with me? Ritual worship is what she was talking about. Watch this. She said, you, 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 our fathers worship in this mountain. Then also I see restrictive worship. Jesus said in verse 21, Jesus said, woman, believe me, and I was coming. When neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, worship will no longer be restrictive. Can I help you with something? We are in a pandemic. Worship is not restrictive just to the house of God. You can worship right where you are right now in your house. Shut off everything. Shut everybody out. Stop getting distracted. Stop going into the kitchen getting food. Sit and worship God. Being home worshiping can be very distracting. She talked to the woman about restrictive worship. But watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, listen, the hour is coming. Amen. Verse 22, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. So here's the other, there's two other worships here. Routine worship and religious worship. You know how we go through the routine? Why is God, why is God disturbing our worship? Why is God allowing our worship to be disrupted from routine? Does he really want to see whether or not you really want to worship him? Does he really want to see whether or not you will worship him no matter what? I believe that. And so we go here to verse 23. Jesus said, but an hour is coming. And watch this. And now is. So here are my points for you. First point is this. 
Don't let the pandemic stop your worship. Now is the time. Listen, some of us are waiting for a particular feeling, a particular, you know, something big to happen. Tell your neighbor, now is the time. Don't let the pandemic, listen, beat them on the, on the reservation. Beat them on the reservation. Listen, what better time to show God, God, I love you. God, I magnify you. Listen, come what may, if I got a dragon here, as long as I ain't got no symptoms, if I got one leg, if I got one arms, if I got whatever, if I got to come on my horse, my bicycle, whatever it is, guess what? <laughs> I'm not going to let the pandemic stop me from worshiping my God, from coming into his presence and giving him praise and giving him honor. Listen, I want to stop making worship about a feeling, about a, but more about a feeling, more about who I'm worshiping. In this moment of time, this hour of pandemic, panic is all over the world. And I want to say to somebody, it's more reason for you to come and worship him. Do I have a witness here today that you ought not let this, the pandemic stop you? Listen, we didn't let it stop us from anything else. Amen. Why let it stop you from worship? As a matter of fact, God wants to see if you're real about this. Look what he says next. He says, when the true worshipers the true worshipers, and here's where I, the Lord begins to show me something here. He says, when the true worshipers, you know, if you, if you put us in a situation where we had to choose, the question is, would we come out being genuine? He says, an hour is coming and now is. Now, tell your neighbor, now is the time to worship. Tell your neighbor, now is the time to worship. Don't wait think, think, till things are good. Don't wait think, till things are, are so great in your life. No, now is the time to worship. Second thing is don't let your problems stop your worship. Watch what he says. He says, see, here's the thing. True worshipers will always be a target to Satan. Hello, somebody. So guess what? Get ready. You're going to have problems. Get ready, 22. You're going to have some things that show up, but you got to have a made-up mind that I am a what? True worshipers. And I'm going to prove that by overcoming my problems by way of worship. When a problem comes, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm going to worship my way through it. Come on, tell somebody. I'm going to worship my way through this. Amen. Bills are coming. Stuff is happening around you. People are acting funny already, and it's a new year, but guess what? I'm not going to stop my worship. You're not going to impede my worship. I'm going to prove that I'm a true worshiper of God because no matter what I'm going through, I realize that this is not about circumstance. It's about how I am and what I feel and what I know to be true. Tell your neighbor, I am a true worshiper. Do I have a few true worshipers in the house? Do I have a few true worshipers in the house? 
And I ain't talking about you serving. I'm talking about you lifting your hands in spite of. I'm talking about you opening your mouth and saying hallelujah. I'm talking about you saying thank you, Jesus, that in spite of what I'm going through, I'm going to keep worshiping you. Look what he says. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says that the true worshipers will worship the what? The Father in spirit and in what? Truth. Now, you heard me say this, but I got to say it again. The third thing is don't let your pain stop your worship. Pain can numb you to truth. <laughs> pain can cause you to lose sight of truth. You are here, whether you're here or you're at home, you have to worship, but watch this, you have to worship in the spirit. You must stay filled with the spirit no matter what problems or pain you have, you can worship the father who wants your worship. Job, you think Job had pain? Did you not know that Job had a lot of pain? Do you not know that Paul, who was shipwrecked, who was, who, was, who was near death, who was betrayed, who was beaten, he worshiped God. And I'm saying to somebody here today, if you're going to make it in 2022, you got to make up in your mind that you're going to not allow your pain to stop you from worshiping the God that created you. Worship him in spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. In other words, I'm going to be truthful with God, but I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to look past my pain and my problems so that I can worship him in truth. Do I have anybody? Now, here's what's interesting about the next verse, next part of this verse. And this is something that I'm grateful for. The next part of this verse, he says, for such people, The Father seeks. Let's back up to the context for a minute. He's talking to a woman who was never married but was with five other men who were married. Wait a minute. And the one who she was with then was married. And he's talking to her after he dealt with her conversion and her sin issue that God is seeking for a person like you. <laughs> God is looking for a person like you. But here's the thing, y'all. Our pain, our problems, and a pandemic can cause you to feel like you're not worthy to worship him. But if I could say anything else, let me help you with something. The last thing I want to tell you is this in 22. Don't let your pride. People say, oh, well, you know, I don't. That's pride. What you really don't know is pride. Pride will stop you. Pride will hold you back. Pride will cause you to negotiate with yourself and negotiate yourself out of your blessings. Jesus said to this woman, you are a perfect candidate. 
Now let's let's get past your past and your pride. Amen. Because I'm seeking what? True worshipers. For such people, the Father seeks. So here's the thing. If God is seeking for worshipers, can I ask you a question? Has he found one in you? Can we not just sit in church no more? Can we? Listen, I'm talking about, listen, I don't have to be a hype. I don't like being a hype man. But can I, can I ask you a question? Can you, real, can you just do some recall real quick? Do you remember what he's done for you? Oh, come on. Y'all ain't lived long enough. Come on, come on, come on. Do you remember where he brought you from? Do you remember what he brought you out of? Here's the thing. God is seeking for true worshipers. Worshipers who will come in spirit and in truth. They will tell the truth on themselves. That God, I love you because of what you've done for me. I don't need music to make me happy because I am a true worshiper. I've surrendered my life to you, God, and here I am. You've been seeking for worshipers. Here I am. I want to sign up for that. You see, in a small town in Russia, during the communist rule, in the 1960s, a group of believers formed an underground Christian church. One day while they were worshiping God, a group of soldiers entered their place of worship with guns in their hands and announced all who would leave this place of worship, leave now because everybody here is about to die. You know that this assembly is unlawful. Leave now, die, or be arrested. Almost two-thirds of those who had assembled got up and left the meeting because they were not willing to face persecution. A faithful few who were willing to face the persecution stayed. The commander of the office of the, of the commanding officer then shut the door, told his fellow soldiers to put down their guns, and said to the remaining believers, I wanted to purge this group so that only the true believers would be left. Now, come on, let's praise God together. You see, I don't know about you, but I realized something, that the only way you can make sense of what we're going through is if you have a heart, not of pain, but of purpose. If you turn your mind and your lifestyle into a lifestyle of worship. If you begin to say, God, from now on, rather than complaining, I'm going to worship you. Rather than being worried about what I can't change, I'm just going to lift my hands and I'm going to worship you. Because, Father, if you're seeking for worshipers today, I want to be in that number. The greatest thing that we can give to God in this life right now is worship. And may I encourage you today to turn this thing around and tell your neighbor, neighbor, now is the time to worship. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Now is the time.